you like Grant Fisher, I told him I'd give this shout out, but he just came out with a new podcast called The Half Step Pod. He's doing it with a former teammate of his, Connor Lane, and a really good listen behind the scenes action of what it's like to be a professional. another special edition of the half step pod we have for you guys today the second half of grant and i's interview with mohamed uh we cut it right before we get deep into his 2019 bronze medal uh performance at the doha world championships in the 5k so we're gonna pick it up right there uh we'll go from talking about doha to talking about you know, Mo competing at the world championship level more generally, and then get into kind of more recent stuff, uh, starting with the beginning of quarant- the beginning of the COVID pandemic and how he and some of his Bowerman teammates handled that uh, through the training block and into some of the crazy performances like running 1247 that Mo was able to put up uh, in the second half of last year. Thank you guys for listening to this first half. Uh, we've heard a lot of people enjoyed it, which we're really appreciative of. And yeah, uh, we shouldn't keep you waiting any longer. So here's the second half of our interview with Mohamed. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. So, so all these experiences lead to you know this controlled mindset going into the race. And and I rewatched the race this morning on on YouTube. You know, Grant and I like to dive deep into some historic races uh, in previous episodes of the pod. And we we won't go all the way in just because we can do that for like an hour. But um, I rewatched the race. I think everyone should Google it and watch it it's it was a super exciting race just to watch i'm sure it was to be a part of um and you know the big thing right is those ethiopian guys take it out really aggressively from the front um early on and then maybe it it settles a little but y'all are still running decently quick and uh you make that move you end up in the lead at 1200 to go and the camera cuts away but you can tell like you pass up the inside when paul chlimo kind of moves out um were you you know i I, and in your post race you talked about like you wanted to not be a passenger right so maybe that was part of what was going through your mind but were you thinking hey i'm definitely gonna take the lead at some point in this race or were you just kind of seeing the front and thinking i want to be in the lead you know like you know like what was if you can remember that thought process back in 2019 or was it your best shot for a medal like what was kind of going through your head in making that move yeah yeah i mean it was it was like it's kind of a strange year because it started out really well. I ran like, I don't know, like sub 13, right out of the gates, first race. And then it was just a long build. Like, you know, the, the, the world championships were in October, you know, and it was just like, this is going to be strange. Right. But somehow throughout that whole long build months, you know, more than I've ever trained, you know, continuously that hard, like, I was able to be healthy. I was able to be, you know, do some incredible work. I was able to come into the world championships confident that I could do well. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. I just kind of had like uh, an attitude of just give yourself a chance. And I think Jerry said the same thing. It's like, give yourself a chance. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was telling myself that I was like, you put in so much work and you arrived at the world championships at your fittest ever. This is unbelievable. Um, and like Jerry, like Jerry was just like, let's just commit to a plan and take the lead at a at a particular um, 
uh, juncture of the of the race, and it was supposed to be a little bit later than the you know twelve hundred meters, but the race was just bunching up. Like it went out really hard, and I remember just having a calm about the fact that it went that hard. You know, like the first few few laps, seeing like looking at the splits, it's like 61, 62. I was like, oh my god, and I was like happy about that, you know, because he strung out the whole thing and. At some point, he just slowed down, and everybody got back together, and it was just like you can just see the pressure, you can feel the pressure, you know, the bunching up, people going wide, people bumping and barging and whatever, and it was weird because literally the lap before, like the mile to go or two k to go, I'm feeling all this pressure, and I'm like, man, somebody got a freaking like. Somebody's gonna jump, you know. So you have to be closer up to the front. Uh, at, you know, like in these next two laps, you gotta somehow slowly move up without wasting any energy. And I don't know, like I I was trying to make up moves, 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 but I was just not moving at all. And somehow, with twelve hundred meters to go on the straightaway, literally everybody veers. But the Ethiopians, you can I can see that the Ethiopians were like losing patience. Um, and they were like, one of them was right in front of me, Bekele, and he veers right. Because literally, if he didn't do that, I was going to be the one that was veering right and going around, you know? But somehow he goes, yeah. veers up, and then all of a sudden, two other guys follow right after him, and it just opens this, like, <laughs> like, the, the sea just opened up for me and I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, let me just move <laughs> up because we were going to be coming up on the cut-in for the curve, right? So I was like, this is your opportunity to get as close as possible to the fin- to, 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 to the lead, you know? Because all those guys are coming in from, you know, that cut-in to, to lane two are going to be cutting in, right? So I was like, you got to move, you know? You got to be somewhere, you know, six, seven, something like that. But somehow I'm all of a sudden in the lead and I'm like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm taking it. And, you know, like, if, even if I run like a 63, you know, the lap before that was like a 64 or something like that, um, it, that's fine, you know what I'm saying? And if somebody takes the lead from me, I'll let them do that. Um, but I just wanted to kind of build and, like I said, like uh, like, like you said, um, like the mindset was not be a, a passenger, be a driver and... Yeah, I don't know. I just felt comfortable in the lead, and a lot of the guys were just willing to let me lead, and it was kind of like a nice build, smooth build. I mean, a lot of bumping and barging. Almost took a tumble like five different times in that. There's a lot of clipping. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a lot that. of getting clipped. You with 400 to go, you almost oh, fell. I, like, I, I really I almost, almost fell. Lost all your momentum. I almost ate it. Oh my god. Whew. I couldn't, like, I lost a lot of my momentum. Um, yeah. And even then, like, I was still being patient, you know what I'm saying? I think it was just, like, the mindset that I was in. I was like, you know, whatever, like, you didn't fall. You're in the lead still. Um, it's, four, four, you know, 400 meters to go. Um, quickly, like, regather your, uh, your momentum. I knew I wasn't gonna, but I was like, try and, like, regather it as best as you can. And, I mean, with on the turn like I was still kind of gathering my momentum a little bit I like my steps my rhythm um and I mean Ingebrigtsen just went so hard and it was just like even if I had the momentum that I would have built you know what I'm saying if I didn't get clipped like 
that was an unstoppable, uh, uh, you know, speed up, you know, that, that he used and move. And it was just, it was, yeah, it was very hard, but, um, yeah, fortunately, like was able to like stick with it in the race, not give up. Uh, and there was six, six guys with, uh, 200 meters to go with, uh, with the chance still. And, um, I fell all the way back to like sixth or seventh position and, you know, it was, it was a position that I was like, uh, familiar with, you know what I'm saying? Because in Rio, I was right around there. Um, in, in, uh, uh, London, I was right around there and I could have just been like, I could have just bagged it and said, ah, you know what? We did everything we could. We came in fit. We, you know, put in more training than ever. And, um, I'm just a five, four, six, seven, you know, whatever guy, you know what I'm saying? These guys are just better than me, but I don't know, somehow all the failures of those years just kind of came into my mind uh, in that last 200 meters. And I was just like, man, just just, just keep driving home and something might happen. And, and it did. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of my uh, career highlights for sure. So. And Mo, what is, what is the feeling when you cross the line? Is it is it joy? Is it relief? Is it, you know, just elation? Or, or have you not processed it at that point? Yeah. I, I had my tongue out, I think, like, with uh, with 50 to go, something like that. When I came up on uh, Ingebrigtsen, like, I was coming up really fast on him with 100 meters to go. And then, I, like, 50 to go, like, I was in third place. I wasn't catching second or third or second or first. Um, but I, I, it was just, like, what you do is you, you're not really doing that. It's just kind of, like, body. You're, you're just reacting to, to something, you know, like um and the adrenaline and the energy that that you know uh did that performance you know like it's just kind of coming out and i just had my tongue out i think uh with the 50 to go and when i crossed the finish line i was kind of like in shock i think the picture actually is you know i don't know if that that emoji you know like where <laughs> i'm like like that there, there's a picture of me like that with my hands like in my head, near my head. Oh, we'll, we'll get yeah, it for the we'll Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, we'll make sure it's up. Yeah, everyone. and it was just like, oh my God. But I, I really do think it's, I mean, obviously it's all those emotions that you that you described, you know. Um, it's relief. It's it's the finally I did it. Um, I, you know, all the work that I did isn't, hasn't gone to waste. Like, you know, that um, all the years of belief that in yourself that, that you could do this is finally, you know, is, is shown, you know? So like you weren't wrong. It's also proving to yourself, right? Like all those, you know, all the doubters and everybody and, and yourself. And uh, I think like the doubts, the internal doubts are probably the hardest thing that any athlete goes through. And, um, you know, when I finished, yeah, like in Rio, my finish in Rio and, and, and the years after that, like, being so close and tasting it and just saying, ah, what the hell am I doing wrong? You know, what's missing, you know, and going back on the drawing board and um, figuring out what worked and what didn't. Um, and then saying, okay, like it's because of this, it's because of this that I didn't do well. And you try that for the next year and it's like similar results. It's like, ah, you know, it's like the doubts really, really creep in. And um, I felt like in 2019, like it was like, He's like almost make or break kind of thing. It's like, man, like it has to happen, you know? And um, for it to finally happen, it was just, I don't know. It was just everything, man. It was everything. It was just like, 
all the emotions that you can think of were uh, in that in that moment. That no, that, that's special to hear. I mean, can't imagine what that would feel like. Uh, and then like a week later, you come back and you break twenty seven to ten. Yeah. Right, which is just another. It's, that's a really good week of racing, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah. What was that? What was that ten like? Yeah. How do you how do you come down from the high, of of you know a medal, you know so excited. I I, I remember watching. That was my first fall with the team. Um, I just showed up. It was just me, Evan, and uh, Ryan at the time, um, and I remember watching and screaming at the TV and being like, "Damn!" Like. I want to be like that guy because I didn't really know you at the time. I was like, man, I want to be like that dude. And then, you know, you come back, yeah. you look so happy on the TV. There's so many pictures celebrating. How do you regather yourself post, you know, the highest moment of your career to come back for a grueling 10K and, and run as well as you did? Yeah, man. It was weird because it was almost like, it was, it was one of those where, because, you know, I consider myself more of a 10,000-meter runner than a 5,000-meter runner because, you know, in 2012, I qualified for the Olympics in the 10. And in 2013, I also, you know, did the 10 and was, yeah, top top 10, ninth or whatever. So I always consider myself, like, the 10. And also the first time that I ever did the 10,000 meters was when I was 17 years old at the uh, World Juniors. So I competed... In the World Juniors, uh, in uh, two editions of the World Juniors, and I did uh, the the ten thousand meters both times. So it's kind of like the ten was always my baby, you know. Um, and 2016, 17, 18, like I was more like I was, I was uh, more of a five thousand meter runner, right? Kind of showing having success, shining in the five thousand meters. But I was like in my heart, I'm like I'm still a strength guy. Like ten is my baby, um, and I don't know. It was kind of like the fact that I wasn't doing so well in the 10 in these years, I was like, I'm kind of frustrated. I was like, dang it. Like what the hell is going on with the, with me in the 10. And, um, <laughs> so I think I kind of like quickly like switched and said, you know, you, you can also get it. You have another great opportunity to, to get another medal. So I think that's what kind of like got me back up, you know what I'm saying? But to be honest, like the emotions of it was, I mean, yeah, like, I think it's just the energy, you know what I'm saying? Even if you are, like, mentally, like, okay, like, you know, rationalizing and reasoning, you know, why you should get up for this next race, like, you can emotionally, you know what I'm saying? Your body being exhausted, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, was was probably where I struggled the most, but I tried, like, you know, little little tricks, like, no social media, um, you know, not, like, texting too many people, you know, um, if somebody congratulated you, like, hey, man, great job, you know, like, buttering you up about your uh, 5K performance, just kind of shrug it off a little bit, just be like, yeah, thank you, but uh, <laughs> I got more things to focus on kind of thing, you know. <laughs> uh, so just kind of, like, literally kind of doing doing that kind of stuff and trying to, like, busy myself in other little stuff, you know what I'm saying, like, the recovery aspect of it and, you know, getting massage and treatment, you know. Uh, seeing Mary Lou, she was Mary Lou was right was uh, in Doha with me, and just getting physio and just getting the body tuned up and realizing, yeah, like that was that was high. Try and celebrate it, you know what I'm saying, inside, but try and like give yourself, you know, another opportunity to to do well. And um, you know, it's funny because like I was sixth, highest finish that I had for uh, ten thousand meters, um, and sub twenty seven. 
Um, and I was not <laughs> happy. Like I, I like literally it was just like, it was, it was like the, like the way that I reacted to that was like, ah, that was like almost like a 14 minute 5,000, you know, or a, tw- you know, t- 30 minute, 10,000 meter, you know, it's like, ah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just cause like, you know, I felt like I could, could have meddled and you know, those guys just speeded away from me and it's just a brutal experience A 10 is just, it's just like, it's a, it's a heavyweight battle you know what i'm saying boxing battle it's just like punches and you know it's little jabs like throughout the whole race and all of a sudden you're like oh my god my calves hurt my my legs are gone you know my lungs is burning what the hell is going on what happened you know so um yeah i don't know i tried those little tricks but um you know now after the fact like i look back on it it's like doha was just like is one of the best doubles of my life um like I ran, including the 5,000 meter heats, I ran, you know, 30, 13, 30 something or faster. You know what I'm saying? Like on like, you know, like it's a 10,000 meter for 20K. I did 20K and all of them were like, you know, sub 13, 30 something, you know? And I look back on them like that, that's <laughs> not easy, man. That's not easy at all, you know? <laughs> so you got to definitely look back on it and, and celebrate that and yeah. No, that bodes well <laughs> for the marathon one day, maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking yeah, about that. Stay right on the now, track. Man. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah, you you 100 should not yet. So so transitioning just to like kind of the last stuff, I guess talking about uh you know obviously the pandemic hits, uh, Olympics get postponed, uh, the early months of that you know I remember just kind of the panic and the general like uneasiness about what's going to happen. I mean, I also think it's a little overblown. Maybe it's not, you know, I mean, you still had training to do. You still had, you know, Jerry kind of instructing you guys and you knew eventually there was going to be an Olympics. Like the world wasn't quite ending, but there was still a lot of, you know, transitions to be made. Uh, What was it like in the, in the early months, you know, once the pandemic hits, with the team just and just like how was your training especially once stuff gets starts getting postponed man it was it was hard like because i'm coming coming off of this big high world championships and then i come back into the um uh the fold with the with the team and you know there's guys that are new guys like grant um sean you know who's only been with the team for a year um evan and ryan who were both injured that year who were just so motivated and just like, you know, ins- inspired by everybody's performance. Like Bowerman had an incredible performance at Doha. That was incredible. Like literally every single person that was there competed incredibly well. So I think everybody was just inspired by that. So you come back into training and it's just like, oh shit, it's that Olympic feel. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that energy, it's like, oh, it's an Olympic year, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's just bringing that little energy and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know? And, um, you know, we went up to altitude and obviously the pen, you know, we did a great like altitude training in, um, Colorado Springs. And then shortly after that, like the world stops and you try and make sense of it, uh, as best as you could by gathering information, um, and saying what that, what, what is, what's the right thing to do? You know, what's, you know, what, what is there not to do? You know, like w- what can we do, you know? And, um, you know, for us, like, we have a, a very unreasonable <laughs> coach. 
uh, Jerry Schumacher. (laughs) 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 So he just was like, okay, we're not gonna like, you know, pout about, you know, the, the, the things that are happening. Everybody's dealing with that. And we're going to try and like be better athletes. You know what I'm saying? Try and like better ourselves. Um, so and take advantage of the, of the months that we have, uh, to just kind of put in work, you know, and development and, and develop, uh, um, uh, people, you know what I'm saying? Like Sean and Grant, you know, they they're, they were young, you know what I'm saying? They were, um, I felt like they were 20, 20, uh, 2020. They were just, they had an outside, outside shot of making the team, you know what I'm saying? And now they're like favorites, you know what I'm saying? Right. A year later. So Jerry was just trying to like get people in an uh, opportunity, you know what I'm saying? To develop and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, for me, I was just like the, the, the competitive vacuum, um, the lack of it, it was just like, well, you know, just be hopeful, you know what I'm saying? Be hopeful that things will come up down the road um, and kind of shift your uh, goals from Olympics to maybe something else, you know what I'm saying? Faster PBs, it's kind of like another um, off year, you know, I had already experienced one in 2018 and it's like trying to correct the things that I did wrong in 2018 in, in 2020, another off year. So it was like, okay, like, you know, go for fastest times and, and stuff like that if there are opportunities. Um, and, you know, Jerry, like, um, put us in small groups and uh, Grant, the rookie, got assigned to me and Lopez and it was fun. It was... Uh... Is this the Big Blue Workout Group? Is that yeah, what it was called? Because Josh was telling me this yesterday. Yeah, Big, Big Blue. Blue. Yeah, we were assigned to Big Blue, baby. <laughs> Big Blue. and So, yeah, so what was that and what, what were those experiences like? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It was, it was honestly, like, really, really fun because, um, you know, like, me and Lopez have just this great dynamic of just like making fun of each other and pushing each other and being competitive and chirping one another and you know like we we've kind of like established that um connection in 2019 and you know um 2020 like early uh parts of 2020 and so we had that uh dynamic um and we're always just being competitive and stuff like that and then Grant is gets gets thrown to us there and he's this kid you know Fresh out of college, wide-eyed, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't know, it literally does not know what the, the pain of a particular Jerry workout. You know what I'm saying? He's very naive, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's actually, it's a beautiful thing to have because you can just show up, He's there's no complaining, you know? It's just like, you know, um, he's just showing up to just, all right, let's get better, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jerry is uh, expecting some good splits kind of thing, and... I don't know, like he brought like a, a very um, nice and refreshing attitude to that group. You know what I'm saying? Like just a clean slate. Um, and um, me and Lopez have that dynamic. And I don't know, it was kind of like the big blue was sort of, I don't know, like I really, really enjoyed like training with Grant. You know what I'm saying? Like just this, he was so competitive. Like that's the funny part is um, one of the first few workouts, like you could just see how competitive he was and I was like man I respect that I respect that he's not you know he's not giving you know he's not giving up in these workouts he's getting dropped and the next week he's coming back with the you know two days later he's coming back for these workouts and he's like still the same like happy smiley thing 
you know, grand. And I was like, man, I, I like this. And I don't know, like the six, seven weeks of um, um, early pandemic was pretty much that. It was just me, Lopez and Grant meeting at a track every Tuesday and a Friday, um, like in the afternoon as well, like three o'clock or something like that, you know? Um, and I don't know, like that just kind of the fact that we were just kind of working and, um, you know, bringing along uh, a, a rookie kind of thing. Like, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. It, it. it made me feel productive about what I was doing as well. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just what I was doing for myself. It was also what I was doing for, you know, Lopez, pushing him to get to get uh, fitter and to try and run like sub-13 because, you know, he didn't do that the year before that. And then developing Grant into, um, you know, the the um, to see, the you know, what he can do. You know what I'm saying? And you could like, I don't know, like what I saw was I just really, in those seven weeks, I really saw how talented Grant was. Like, I was like, man, this, this son of a gun is talented. I, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of, I was like, God damn it. Like, you know, this, this guy is, this, this guy is talented. And, um, I don't know. I, it was about just kind of pushing each other and, um, just having fun with it and, and being positive. And I felt like our group, we did a great job. And then we went up to altitude, uh, in park city and the whole group was back together and, everybody just kind of had the same attitude, you know, of, of just being positive and just training, you know what I'm saying? Trying to train for, for something, whatever, uh, that was able to come. So, yeah. I'll, I'll give a little, uh, I'll give a little background on big blue. Uh, the reason it was called big blue was because it was a blue track and it was a mile track. So it was a 440 yard track. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't that soft, you know, 400 meter track. We were running a little extra. And uh, because of the pandemic, Jerry was never there um, out of out of concerns for health and stuff. So it was literally just me, Mo and Lopez. And um, I was living by myself in Portland at the time. So literally the only people I interacted with for about seven weeks were Mo and Lopez. And man, it was it was an incredible experience. Like I attribute so much of almost like who I am now to that seven week block. Um, I feel like I changed as a, as a person, as an athlete, like it, it was, it was this transcendent <laughs> experience. I'm not even joking. Um, and it was an incredible opportunity and I knew it. Um, I mentioned earlier when I joined the team, I had, uh, a great opportunity of learning from, uh, Ryan and Evan. It was just, just the three of us. And, you know, those two guys are, very accomplished in the sport, um, have done a lot of things that I aspire to do someday and um, just tried to learn every day, show up and, you know, what can I learn from these guys? What what has made them successful that I can maybe grab and incorporate um, beyond just like physically they're fitter than me, you know? Um, and then same thing when I was thrust into this situation with, with Mo and Lopez, um, I just treated it like, hey, every day I want to show up and, hey, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked, but I want to get better as an athlete. I want to learn from these guys. Um, kind of like I mentioned, I saw Mo run in Doha and I was like, I, that's what I want to do too. And like seeing him do it made it made it feel like, you know, maybe I can do that too. At the time, I was a 1329 guy. 
you know, I, I was nowhere close on paper to both Mo and Lopez, um, totally outclassed in, in pretty much every regard. But I, I guess I'll, I'll speak more about Mo on, on this because Lopez isn't here. But from Mo, I just learned like this guy was the fittest guy on our team by far. And he showed up every day to the track with, you know, the attitude of a white belt, you know, like the attitude of I'm going to learn today. I'm going to get better today. And it's really, really interesting to see the top guy in the group have that attitude, have that mentality. Um, yeah, man, I learned so much just learning from Mo that there's just like a certain rhythm, a certain flow to running and to understanding your body and to to mastering your mind and how those things kind of work hand in hand. Um, it was raw, dude. Like the, the situation, it was just me and them. You know, there was no coach to say like, hey, tone it down, boys. Like we're going a little too hard. There was, there was no coach to interject. Um, and my attitude was, man, I, I'm going to thrust myself into this and learn. And, you know, if I blow up today, so be it. You know, I'm going to give it my all. And um, I mean, I had to get up for some of those workouts. I was treating them almost like races. They were so hard. Um, but I knew, I knew that the long-term dividends would, would be there. And uh, just like how I approach every day was changed by those guys. You know, I thought it was really interesting watching Mo and Lopez who had a lot of momentum in their careers, were running faster than they ever had. Um, you know, higher ranked in the world than they ever have been deal with the setback of an Olympics. I learned so much from the attitude that they still brought every day, the focus, the drive, the purpose, um, even though they're in, you know, a moment where they have so much momentum and, and their goal is kind of shifted back a year. Um, just watching that, it was different, you know, from my perspective, it was an advantage having the Olympics postponed. I was happy that the Olympics were postponed because I knew I'd be better in a year. These guys were hot, you know, they, they have all the momentum, they have all the fitness. How do they deal with this, uh, this factor that they could control? And it, it was insightful. Like, um, I, you know, I was able to witness firsthand how the best in the world handle adversity. Um, handle being alone, not having a coach. There was no one to watch our workouts. You know, there was no documentation besides Mo's brother, Ebe, who I really appreciated. Uh, <laughs> Ebe would show up to the workouts and man, there were some days where I blew up, like like a royal blow up. Um, there was a workout where, oh, there was the very last rep and I knew I was hanging on by a thread and I hung on for as long as I could. And I think we went out, we were running a mile at the end and we ran out in about two flat and I was with it. And I think I personally, I came back in about 225 for my second 800. Mo and Lopez kept it at two flat and <laughs> ran around four flat for the full mile. And, and I blew up. Oh and man. I, you know, it's just a humbling experience. You know, you, you come out of college and you might think you got it figured out. You might think that you have a system that works. You might think you have your mind mastered, but man, I was exposed out there and I had to adapt. Um, and the guys were very encouraging, Mo and Lopez. And I, I still can hear Eve's voice shouting, you know, from across the track. 
you know, hang on, Grant, <laughs> uh, as I'm just falling apart. Um, but those experiences were so valuable. Um, like, yeah, I, I hold that, those seven weeks really close, you know. Um, and I know some of the guys on the team, if they listen to this, might might be fed up with the, the big blue stories. But um, I, 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 they are really special to me. Um, and I do feel like... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't joking earlier when I said it did change me as like a person. Um, you know, you find out who you are when you're stretched thin like that um, week after week. And when you have two mentors, I mean, I mean, Mo and Lopez were like older brothers to me. Um, and, you know, I know Mo has great relationships with his brothers. Um, it definitely came out when when I was kind of thrust into that situation, just the guidance, the encouragement. You know, even when I would fall flat on my face, you know, there'd be encouragement the next session, like, hey, you know, forget about what happened last time. Approach this one fresh. Approach it with a mindset of I'm going to get better. Um, I'm training with really top end guys. And uh, this is what will pay off in the long run. And, and you know, they were right. Um, it It was... It was really influential and I think set me up to have a great second year with the group so far. Yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting because like, I mean, you know, as much as like, you know, Grant benefited from training with us, like we also benefited from him, honestly, like in terms of his youthful exuberance, like the energy that he brought in, like really, really, it, it changed the dynamic, you know? Um, and we definitely, yeah, it was just a, it was just an interesting interesting time and um you know the fact that we didn't have our team um to train with like we kind of at the beginning of it when we were like separating into like small groups we kind of had to put a put a little challenge (laughs) out there you know um so (laughs) so like it was kind of like you know we're all getting the same workouts and it was kind of like hey our group's gonna have the best workout of the day you know it's like five different groups and it's kind of that competitive um, competitiveness like we kind of created and you know a little chirping here and there and we kind of kept ourselves accountable in that and um, you know I definitely big blue one you know big blue one the uh, quarantine you know <laughs> even if Jerry doesn't want to say it psh, we won you know <laughs> we won. yeah an- another yeah. factor that made that time interesting was you know social media is such a, a big part of life now it was interesting to see how our group approached the pandemic and training during it versus seeing other groups you know i i remember man i'd i'd go to the track you know do the workout come back and i just lie on the floor of my apartment i was just so exhausted so beat up um just trying to piece myself back together for the next session and you know i'd scroll on instagram and see other groups pretty much on vacation you know just hanging out doing fun stuff and i was like man that'd be nice right now. But at the same time, I realized that's not what I wanted to do. You know, that the reason I joined this group was to be pushed. And, you know, what I learned from Mo Lopez, from Jerry, from the group was, let's treat this as an opportunity. You know, it might be a setback that the Olympics are postponed. You know, we don't have any races. We have to train in small groups, but let's make the most of it. And let's, grow as much as we can during this time, especially if other groups are taking a vacation. Um, so that almost turned into motivation itself, you know, seeing 
what other people were doing, knowing that we were working in silence, just getting better, getting better. Um, you know, I, I don't even think, oh, there is one picture from, from Big Blue that Eve took of, of me, Mo, and Lopez on our last day. And uh, there, there's really not that much documentation of what happened, but, um, you know, we know what went down. And, uh, you know, we, we tell our stories to the group uh, <laughs> to, to remind them of what, what went down there. Um, but yeah, man, good times, good times. It is, it is funny though, because there's another, another, another part, like it was really interesting to see like how Grant leveled up from week to week to week, seven weeks, first week, second week. And I'm telling you within three weeks, like, you know, like Jerry called me the one time and he's like, yeah, you know, how's Grant doing? And I was like, man, the, the dude is a fucking 13 0 shape. I'm telling you, like he's a 13 0. Like, you know, if you were to put in a race right now, like he's a 13 0. Like, he's like, really? It's like, I'm like, yeah. Like, you know, and it was just like so like rewarding in, 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 in a way, like to see him level up. You know what I'm saying? From the first workout, you know, how how much he was able to finish, and then from the second workout and, and, and onwards. And I'm telling you, like, there are some workouts where he doesn't know this, you know what I'm saying? But like he's leading and um, it was like a, like a two miles, like two mile repeats. It was like the hottest day that we had, um, till that point. And I'm just sweating. Like I'm just warm, just, and he's, he led quite a lot of it. And we ran some nasty splits and I, like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like <laughs> I was in the hurt box and like, you know, for the, like, I'm, I'm yeah, I was in the hurt box and he doesn't even know this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know. But, and I'm like, this son of a gun is leveling up like this, man. Like, this is unreal. Um, so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a really, really good time. It was definitely a good time for sure. <laughs> Dang, man, you were close, man. Maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, I, uh, just the last thing, because, like, the end of that, the end of that outdoor season, right, Bowerman does a bunch of inter-squad meets, sir. and pretty much everyone runs really fast. Like, Grant gets a massive PR on the five. And Mo, you end up running twelve forty seven, which was also you know just an inc- a crazy number. Yeah. And the last, the last like kind of racing question. The last question is like, what do you remember from that? Um, I mean, obviously it was paced really well by the team, but yes, like, sir. did you? I mean, you you you've said that you always thought you could run like you know a really fast time in the five, right? Like, maybe it wasn't crazy to you, but it's certainly a, a really impressive number. How how did you feel during that? Man. Um... It was kind of like uh, Doha all over again a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It was like I put in an incredible amount of work. Like I knew the workouts that I mm-hmm. that I put in. And like before those races came to fruition, it was like I don't think we might we might not be able to use this fitness. We, we will never get to use this fitness. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally had – that was one of my biggest fears. It was like, dang it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know the workouts that I was doing and, you know – uh, down the road, like two, three years later, uh, somebody asked me, oh, you know, like, you know, what could, what could you run? You know, like, what was you, are you fittest? You know, and, you know, I, I drop a crazy number, like 1240 something, you know, and they're like, you know, like, that was one of my, like, that was one of my fears. It's like, damn it. Like, I, I don't think I might not be able to like use this fitness, show this fitness. And when Jerry, uh, uh, came back to us and said, Hey, like, I think we have the opportunity um, to put these uh, races on and they'll be able to count record eligible 
I was just like, oh my God, this is an incredible opportunity. Um, so I was very, very grateful. Um, and then second, like I was nervous, like I was anxious. I was like all of it. It was like Doha all over again in, in some way. Um, and then, you know, also the other part of, uh, in that, in that, uh, 5,000 meters was the rabbits, you know, all those guys, Grant and, um, uh, uh, Ryan and Evan and Sean, all those guys, you know, Woody, Mark, like all those guys sacrificed the opportunity to be in that race, you know what I'm saying? And, and get a fast time for themselves to help us, you know what I'm saying? Me and Lopez. And it was also like another pressure, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, I can't let them, let them down. And, um, you know, there's not too many, um, little, little things that, that, that I remember particularly from the race. Um, before the race, you know, we were watching, obviously we're doing strides and stuff like that. And, you know, our girls, you know, Shelby and Carissa were right at, right before us. And, you know, I'm just like standing right at the uh, back stretch doing my finishing uh, strides as they finish up. And, you know, I just see them just like the way that they, they attacked it, the way that they um, closed and how fast they ran. And I was like, oh my God, I was just like so inspired by that. And then our race goes off and, you know, Ryan sets it up like just beautifully, just beautifully, you know, like nice and steady and, you know, peels off. And then Grant is in second place and I'm, I'm not gonna lie like a lot of people will probably question um you know that didn't know what was going on obviously like how fit Grant was and everything like that would be like oh like Grant's gonna be in second position like you know um you know like maybe he should have been in first you know like uh, like lead 800 <laughs> meters of the of the of the open you know something like that people were probably <laughs> thinking thinking to themselves about that and you know Grant is in sec you know the second position and Jared's like, Grant, you're in charge. And, you know, one of the things that, like, I remember hearing the splits that when Grant led, it was like 61, 61, 61s. And, you know, obviously our connection at Big Blue and how much it grew. Like, I literally, like, in that race, when I was hearing those splits and Grant cranking and cranking and cranking, and I'm like, wow, that is incredible. And... I'm like, man, the, the youngin is like, I, th that whole year, like, Grant wasn't Grant. He was, you know, youngin. You know, I would call him, what's up, youngin? You know, youngin. You know, like, I'm like, this guy is doing this. I was like, man, he's doing this for you, you know? And um, it just kind of got me even up even more, you know what I'm saying, to get on it. And um, when, I, when I took the lead was the next memory that I, that I have um, when um, Evan peeled off finally and it was just me and Lopez um, it was just like, control it, you know, control it, control aggression, um, you know, be on top of your stride and just like, you know, you have the opportunity to do it. You're still, you know, it's like uncharted territories. You know what I'm saying? Despite the fact that like, I know what I did in workouts, like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not gonna, it might, you might not run, you know what I'm saying? What you're doing in training, you know what I'm saying? The time that you supposedly you know, that you think you could run, you know, and, um, it was uncharted territory and I, I was running with a lot of fear. Um, but I had a lot of control aggression and, you know, my teammates were just spread Eagle across, like across the track and, um, just their encouragement just like got me up even more. And, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Like it was, it was definitely a special moment and, um, you know, in a very, very difficult time, you know, um, you know, like obviously the pandemic was very, very stressful and, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the fact that we were even able to have races was just like, man, just rewarding and just incredibly, um, I was just incredibly grateful for, for those opportunities. And, you know, the, the boys like that rabbited me, like did an incredible job. And, um, all I had to do was just keep it simple and just try and take care of business, you know, um, let those guys do the work for me and try and close. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Grant, <laughs> what do you remember about that? Like clicking off the 61s? Is it the um, way describing it? Was it, that smooth? The numbers might've been smooth, but the, the effort was high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I was so nervous going into that, that pace job. Um, like almost more nervous than from my own races where I'm racing just because I knew what was at stake and I knew what was trying to be accomplished. Um, you know, a lot of things have to go right to run sub 13. Um, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. I think recently sub 13 has been tossed around as a little casually, but I think it's important to remember how hard running under 13 minutes is and how many things have to go right. Um, and, uh, I remember pre-meet talking to Jerry, talking to Mo and Lopez, um, kind of going over final instructions. And I asked, you know, Hey, if we're running 62s, when I take over, what do you want me to do? And, uh, Lopez goes, I want 61s. And I was like, 61s? You want 61s? And he was like, 61s. I want 61s. I was like, you know, when, when oh, Lopez so tells crazy. you something directly like that, sometimes you're just like, yes, sir. You know, <laughs> you don't question, you know, there's yes, no sir. talk back. Um, so I knew kind of I needed to execute. And to me, it was kind of like almost like giving back to these guys that had taught me so much. Um, they had just rabbited a bunch of us to PRs in the 5K a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Mo has been, you know, rabbit of the century for Bowerman. You know, dragging everybody to PRs, so um, I felt it was a little bit my duty to to take them through and um, give them the best shot to to accomplish their goals for that race. And um, man, when I stepped off the track, I remember being like, "Oh my God! Like, how how can anyone continue that pace?" <laughs> I I only made it I made it like maybe thirty four hundred before I stepped off, and I I get off and. I just see Mo pick it up and I'm like, whoa. And uh, he continues to squeeze and squeeze and he's looking good. And I'm like, man, he's going to break 1250, which, you know, I thought was just outrageous. Um, and, you know, Mo runs, runs really quick and crosses the line and we all celebrate. And we see Lopez who is hurting, but, you know, fighting with all his might. And he dips under 13 and it's like, man, mission accomplished like that. It was just such a special moment for the whole team. Um, I ran over and gave those guys a hug. And I know I mentioned this before, but really those like Mo and Lopez are like, like brothers to me. Um, like I, in my family, I'm, I'm the oldest guy. I have a little brother um, and I know how I feel about him and uh, the relationship that I had with those guys. It was, it was, it was brotherly. It is brotherly. Um, and so seeing them succeed seeing how fast Mo ran, seeing how fast Lopez ran, knowing that, man, I think those guys can even run quicker than that. Um, and thinking, you know, if I stick at this too, I'll be there someday as well. 
um, it was just all overall inspiring, um, you know, the amount of work that those two put in, you know, to have that race happen, um, was, was really inspiring. So, um, even from just a Pacers perspective, just a really cool thing to be a part of. Damn. Yeah. yeah that, that is awesome. We have gone, <laughs> we have gone longer than I could have possibly asked yeah, for Mo yeah. uh, and Grant as well. I know both y'all are going to have to get out of here and eat soon. Yes, um, and Mo, we didn't even like, didn't even start talking about you know goals for goals for this year this track season and what you want so maybe <laughs> we'll have to have you back uh, at some point yes, between sir. now now and the games uh sure. if if you want to yeah. but no, yeah sure, we I mean, sure. god thank you for coming on it was yeah. sick no no for sure man like you know is uh is great to be on the half step uh pod um some i, I consider myself like you know half stepper you know there's a one stepper and a half stepper in in in, in running um i'm i'd say probably i'm more of a negative stepper but you know grant and i are kind of you know <laughs> share that i think um so it's kind of you know cool yeah, to be grant definitely does yeah definitely cool to be uh in this podcast so i definitely liked your uh the the title for your podcast and you know i might i might create a <laughs> you know a competitor and call it the negative. <laughs> Whoa. The negative. What's that? <laughs> we, we already got the price yeah, of a mile news. to deal with, so no, no. An, another rival pod would be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Man. no. no it, it, was, it was great uh, great to be out here, and uh, thanks for having me, and I appreciate yeah. it. So, yeah. And Grant, I, de- I definitely, you know, would say that I, I definitely owe you a, a, a better um, riding <laughs> job for sure. You know, I, I felt like when I when you guys ran the thirteen twelve, um, I was a little unhappy with it when I stepped off, um, and I even told this to Jerry. I was like, "Dang it, like that was not a good routing job. It was a little choppy. It had some sixty five second uh, 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 laps and stuff like that." And you know, I was like, "Man, those guys." You know, I knew both you and uh, Sean could have run like thirteen oh that you know in that race, and we just kind of left a little. Um, little uh splits there you know a few seconds there and um i definitely owe you a, a better routing job you know for for what you did for me you know so you know stay tuned for that yeah world. no there's always more opportunities <laughs> also kind of nice to feel like you know you got some more left on the table a little little more juice to squeeze you know so yes, it's uh, something to look forward to no that's true that's true absolutely it does yep absolutely yep definitely well, thank you for being on, Mo, and uh, and thanks to everyone for listening to another app. Uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Thanks, guys.